everyone. Welcome to the STD Projects STD Podcast. My name is Janelle Marie Pierce. I'm the founder and executive director of the stdproject.com and the spokesperson for positivesingles.com. Our podcast is on iTunes, Android, Google Play, basically everywhere that you can listen to a podcast, you can find us under the STD Project. Also, if you'd like to hear the unedited and see the uncut version of this podcast recording, come check us out on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is The STD Project, and you'll be able to find us. Today's podcast, we are answering some reader questions. So sometimes I just speak to topics that are relevant and necessary and answer questions that are put out there into the universe or that I hear people answering online indirectly. And this day happens to be all about you guys. So since I did the last couple of podcasts, I've received some questions anonymously, either on Tumblr or Instagram or in my email inbox. There have been a couple of different places I've received these questions. So I'm going to pull them up and read them to our viewers and then answer those questions accordingly. The first question is about HSV 1 and 2, whether or not this is a little bit about testing, exposure, and transmission. So let's get right into it, right? Let's get into the nitty gritty of today's podcast. And I will read to you the question that was submitted anonymously first, and we will break it down in pieces. So the question reads, I just found out I was exposed to HSV-2 about three months ago. Okay. And what's interesting about that is I'm not sure what this person means by having been exposed, like maybe a partner had it. So they know that their partner had it, but they never got tested. And so then that means, yes, you may have had a risk of contracting it, but you didn't necessarily contract the infection unless you tested positive for it. Now, the other way I've heard exposed used is also similar to how we relate to some other types of infections. So sometimes people say you were you were exposed to a virus but your body fought it off. And so now your body has the antibodies in the system. So you can test positive for the antibodies, but you no longer test positive for the virus. So that's like when people get immunized for tuberculosis and different types of other infections, measles, all of the things that we get immunized when we are babies, we are getting exposed to very small dead portions of a virus. And then our body naturally fights it off and builds antibodies so that we are immune to the infection if we are truly exposed to a live virus later in life. I mean, that's the super simplistic way in which to describe this. So I've heard that been that having been used when people are talking about HSV 1 and 2, herpes, herpes simplex virus 1 and 2. I've heard people say like, oh, I was exposed. And I think sometimes it's used wrongly and that somebody ends up getting a blood test done. They test positive for HSV 1 or 2, but they've never had an active outbreak. So they've never noticed any signs or symptoms. So in their mind, and this is also sometimes communicated incorrectly via medical practitioners. They tell someone, oh, you've been exposed to the virus. That's what that's saying. Um, And it depends on the kind of test. First of all, there are two different kinds of HSV tests. You can either test for antibodies or you can test for the virus itself. 
And either way, though, with HSV, which is different than some of these other infections that I talked about that we get immunized from when we're younger and when we're babies and things, with HSV, our bodies can't naturally fight off the infection. We do build up some antibodies to the infection, which makes us a little more resistant to outbreaks and helps reduce the amount of outbreaks and the severity, but we never actually can fight the virus itself and kill it entirely. Our bodies aren't capable of doing that. So if we test positive for the antibodies, antibodies or the virus, regardless of the blood type, that means you have that infection and you're able to transmit it to other people. So let me circle back and repeat that. If you test positive for the antibodies or the virus, HSV1 or HSV2, herpes simplex 1 or 2, doesn't matter whether it's genital or oral, that means even if you never have signs or symptoms, you never get an outbreak, you can still transmit it to other people. That means you have an active infection because our bodies are not capable of entirely clearing the virus on its own and entirely killing it off on its own. So in other cases of things that we get immunized for, things that our bodies actually truly can fight, we still carry the antibodies saying that yes, we've been exposed and our body fought it off at one point in time or another, but we no longer carry the active virus. That's not true with herpes simplex. You still end up carrying the antibodies and the active virus. So you can test for either one to see if you're positive. And like, that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother YouTube video in terms of the failure rate for testing versus antibodies, testing versus virus, you know, whatever. So we can digress and and I can talk about all of that in a lot more detail. But the point of this is, if you have tested positive for the antibodies or the virus, you have the infection and you can transmit it to other people. You have not fought it off on your own and it is still transmittable even if you don't have signs or symptoms, okay? All right, so that's not super positive. However, that is just truly the case and where we're at. Now, that is barring an, an inaccurate test result. That's not, we're, we're setting that aside, right? So if you had a false positive, then we're, we're eliminating that and saying, aside from false positives, if you truly tested positive for antibodies or the virus, you have an active infection, you can potentially transmit it to other people. You have the active virus in your system. So it could resurface and you could shed active virus and you could transmit it. I hope that makes sense. All right, so let's continue. That was just the very first part of this question. This person just found out they were exposed to HSV2 about three months ago. We're not entirely sure what that means, but we've kind of broken it down. They just, they said, I just started a new relationship a week ago and I'm terrified that I might have it and passed it on to a new girlfriend. Okay, so that makes me think that the person really means they were exposed like they knew a partner had it, which actually doesn't mean you were exposed to the virus or at all. I mean, that means your partner had it and you may have been exposed to it, but you may not. The virus is not always active and present on the skin. You're not always shedding the virus. People don't have constant outbreaks, or at least, you know, not like 100% of the time. Sometimes people do get outbreaks very regularly, like I used to. However, you aren't necessarily, it's not always right there and easily transmittable. All right. So the new relationship a week ago, though, the thing is, is unless you get tested, you'll never know. So yeah, you could have contracted it in whatever time and duration you were in your previous relationship. That's possible. If they had HSV2, whether or 
orally or genitally. Uh, it's possible you contracted it, but it's also possible you didn't, right? So like I've had all of these partners who have never contracted my HSV2 from me. So even though it's easily to contract, it's not as easy as one would have you think. It's not like you can touch someone's skin and oops, you have it. It's not quite that simple. So if you've already had sex with this new girlfriend and are sexual activities of any kind, I would say stop and get tested because you already know that there was a potential risk previously. And at this point, you may have already passed it. If you have it, that is what it is. I mean, sometimes that happens the best thing you can possibly do is communicate that to that person. And there is a risk that they're going to be mortified and absolutely like want to run away or frustrated. They also might be patient and listen to your learning process as you're figuring it out as well, understanding that you do care about their health and you're not really sure how this all works and you're learning too. Um, okay. And then you continue to say, we've had unprotected sex one time. What are the odds of her getting it? Okay. Well, if you have it, it depends on what infection you have. So you're talking about HSV2 specifically, but are you talking about it orally or genitally? That makes a difference. If she has HSV1 or HSV2 orally or genitally, that also makes a difference and could potentially reduce the risk. It was unprotected. Do you mean no condoms? I'm guessing no condoms. Did you use lube? What kind of sex? Are you talking traditional penis and vagina sex? Are you talking anal sex too, which is a little riskier than penis and vagina, or just oral, which is less risky than penis and vagina versus anal? So there are a lot of different factors. Unfortunately, there's not just like a number that I can give you. I know that everybody is always looking for like, what is the specific number of what is my risk? How, what is the percentage and chance that this might happen? And I think we need to look at this from a different perspective. You are sexually active. You've had two partners, at least at this point, the likelihood of contracting herpes out of two partners is ish. It's not necessarily high or low, but it certainly could happen. And getting tested is basically your only surety, getting a blood test. So like, even if you get a testing panel, you go to like your STD clinic down the road or Planned Parenthood, or even your doctor and say, test me for everything. They can only test you for like four to six infections. That's usually only what they test you for. And almost always that does not include herpes. So specifically, if you're worried about HSV2, then you need to ask for a herpes test and you need to let them know, like I've been exposed or I think I've been exposed exposed. My partner has had it. Um, and that's what I'm guessing is what you're saying. See, and that's what's interesting about these questions, right? So sometimes people ask questions without giving all the details and it's really hard to answer specifically. It's really hard to help someone without those details because there are all sorts of variables that come into play in terms of risk and in terms of transmission risk and so on and so forth and reducing that risk. So I've mentioned a few which I hope helps, will probably lead you to additional questions, which is awesome. I hope you have more. Please submit them and then I will answer them. And tune in next time. I'm not sure what we'll be talking about. I think I'm answering, oh, more reader questions. And you can find us on both YouTube and any podcasting app, iTunes, Spotify, Android, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to see the unedited 
untouched version on YouTube and the video as well, then come check us out, subscribe and like our channel, like the, like the video, send us a comment, let us know what you think and let us know if you have any questions. You can always do a private consultation with a, a direct response from our comment form on the stdproject.com or you can try an anonymous question on Tumblr, Instagram, on YouTube or in our inbox and hopefully we will have a chance to answer your question in one of our podcasts and upcoming YouTube videos. Until then.